Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. We've been doing a series, a short series on renewing your strength and energy, and we'll try and wrap it up today. I started one message, ended up with three, but we'll try and wrap it up today because it just stirs my heart how that God wants us to live with energy and strength, not weakness and failure and being overwhelmed all the time. And I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking emotionally, mentally, spiritually, relationally, in our minds that we have strength, not weakness. We don't live in a place of being overwhelmed. My key verse I started with was Psalm 84 verses 5 to 7. How enriched they are who find their strength in the Lord. Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. That is amazing. Some of us go through difficult times and all people can see is the pain, the negativity and the fear. Other people go through it and say, God, I don't like this place, but I'm going to keep walking because you've promised to bring me through. So it's whether you look up or look down or look in. And he goes on and says, he gives them a brook of blessing filled with the rain, from the rain of an outpouring. They go stronger and stronger with every step forward. And the call, the God of all gods will appear before them in Zion. And the other well-known verse about strength is Isaiah 40 verses 29 to 31. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now, I know there are seasons in life, and there are seasons when you're physically fit and you're, you're running marathons. You hear that guy run the first marathon under two hours just yesterday. That's unbelievable. He ran 17-second, 100-meter runs for several hundred times continuously. Our bodies are incredible creations. We can do many more things than we think we can. But spiritually, God's called us to be men and women of faith. He wants our minds to be alert and strong, not, and our wills to be strong in our purpose and calling over our lives. And God's called us. There are seasons where sometimes there's rest and recovery. We understand that, but God wants us to live in the strength and the overflow. We looked at some of the strength robbers. We won't go through all them again. Uh, we went through them last week and the week before. They were fear, discouragement, stress, grief, sickness and pain, sin and guilt, strife, depression, disappointment, tiredness, carrying too many burdens, and procrastination. Then last week we started on ways to increase our strength. The first one looked at was salvation and relationship with the Lord build strength. Exodus 15.2 says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise Him and my Father's God and I will exalt Him. And Daniel, Daniel's one of my heroes in the Bible. If you've ever read the book of Daniel, it's one of the most amazing stories. This man, Daniel, started as a, an exile... He was a uh, refugee, basically, captured. And he ended up serving as prime minister under three godless rulers, one after another, and each one he helped turn those whole nations to God. It's one of the most incredible stories outside of Jesus in, in history, transformation, by one man who chose to put God first regardless of what opposition came. 
He escaped the lion's den. He escaped so many things. And it says in Daniel 11.32, But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The data guys are probably getting lost back there. We're halfway through the message, so they'll catch up in a minute. So uh, Daniel 11.32, But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Wow, are you uh, one carrying out great exploits, exploits or are you just sort of wandering through life saying, oh, well, I'll just try and make it through till next weekend. God says, hey, let's live our lives with purpose. When you follow God, he will give you strength and courage. Secondly, if you want to have strength, love God and love people. Luke 10, 27 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And Proverbs 14.6 says, confidence and strength flood the hearts of the lovers of God. Hey, if you're a lover of God, guess what? When you love Him, His strength and blessing flows back through you. Strength comes. That's why I love worship and praise. Because something, there's a, there's a divine exchange comes from our hearts adoring God and our fears and worries go up and then strength and grace and peace and power come back into our hearts. I think that's a really good exchange. An hour or two of worship in our hearts brings a great transformation where we just got energy to face the week. That's why I love church on Sundays, the first day of the week where you just get yourself charged up for the rest of the week. I think what an awesome, awesome thing that is. And it goes on and uh, says, Strength and confidence, strength flood the hearts of lovers of God who live in awe of Him, and their devotion provides their children with a place of safety and security. Children's security. Well, there's something happens. Parents, grandparents, when we live for God, our kids get the overflow. You don't just provide a safe home, you provide a safe spiritual environment for them to grow and flourish. Thirdly, if you want to go, know strength, know the calling and purpose of God. Deuteronomy 3.28 says, But commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he will lead these people across and will cause them to inherit the land that you will see. Judges 6.14, the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have. This is to uh, Gideon and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? I think we finished up on this point last week. The Holy Spirit will give you strength. For us as a Pentecostal church, we want to make room for the Holy Spirit. Jesus is our Savior and salvation. The Holy Spirit will always point people to Jesus. He'll always uh, unveil the Father's heart. And in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 3, it says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. How often when someone will give you a scripture or a prophetic word and it just puts fuel in your soul. Mate, I've got dozens of prophetic words over uh, the 60 years of my life and every now and then I've got a lot of them written out in chronological order and I'm getting a bit discouraged and overwhelmed. I pull out the word and read the promises. Then I grab the prophetic words and I think, well, God, if that's what you think about me, let's get going. Why am I discouraged? And I see, hey, God, we've seen that and that fulfilled. What about all these we haven't reached yet? So let's get running. When you're 60, you realize there's not as many years left. So you get, you get running with purpose and destiny. If you're 15 or 25, let me tell you, the years run by fast. Run with purpose. Let's live every day with purpose in our hearts and our lives. And the Holy Spirit will remind you of His Word. A prophecy is a revealing of a partial aspect of your future that God wants you to focus on and to run with. Acts 9.31 says, Then the church throughout Gal Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace, 
peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just keeps us focused, stirs us up. If you pray in that heavenly language, let it bring energy and strength to your soul and the fire of God in your heart. And Acts 1.8 says, But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When you've got the Spirit of God flowing in your heart, it will stir your faith. When we sing songs like today, you're a, a promise keeper, a way maker. Mate, my faith just gets stirred up. And I'm starting to think, wow, God, you've done this and this. But Lord, you've promised me this, this and this, and we haven't seen it yet, so let's get going. It stirs your heart to reach out and believe and to take a hold of all that God's promised for your life and for our church, for his kingdom's sake. Hebrews 11:6 6 says, And without faith with living within us, it would be impossible to please God. Wow. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. Wow, so this is not saying, well, God, thank you for your promises. This is all about your passion and strength into seeking God, diligently. So we don't just say a nice, quiet, one-minute prayer each day, say, God, bless me and my house and my kids and my money and my, my work. Amen. That's a good start. It's better than nothing. It says that those who seek Him passionately and with all their strength with faith, they're the ones that God's going to really take note of. Doesn't mean He ignores the others, but He wants us to live with passionate focus and strength. Because let me tell you, when you live with passionate focus and strength, that's when God releases his, his authority over your life. What do they say about Jesus? You speak with authority. It's not just words. When you seek God with strength and passion, let me tell you, God releases his authority through your life. So that when you speak, when you pray, when you love, when you sow a seed, there's an authority released with it. You say the same words as someone else, but think, well, something shifted. You pray or you worship, all of a sudden the atmosphere shifted in that place. What happened? Because God has released authority through your life. Not a title or position. Authority is not just about titles or positions. There is positional authority, but there is inherent spiritual and relational authority which comes from God. It comes out of integrity and it comes out of a trustworthy vessel who's not perfect, lives in grace, but God will trust you with influence to move other people closer to God, to move them into their purpose for their life. And I believe God's releasing a new level of authority over people in this place. He's bringing favor in you and your workplace. So all of a sudden, you get promoted or you get influence or people come and they say, there's something about your life. It's the presence and the authority of God that they can't put into words. It's the Holy Spirit as you walk. And it comes because you seek Him with passion and with strength and trust God regardless of what's going on around you. And God honors that. He says, hey, I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to give you courage. You can carry more load of leadership, of influence, because you, you seek me with all of your heart. Hebrews 11.33 says, in the faith chapter of Hebrews, through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Their faith fastened onto their promises and pulled them into reality. Wow, when you've got a promise from God, it will take you from what you see now into the reality that God has for your life. 
household salvation, restoration and deliverance for people's lives. It's not happening now, but you're here. The problem there, and it's like it's pulling you into that place. That's awesome, isn't it? That's what God's doing in church every Sunday when we worship. When you walk in your own walk, God's pulling you towards His destiny. You don't stay where you are or you don't pull back and say, oh, that's too hard. That's too big. That's impossible. Hey, He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's the one who takes us beyond the natural to the supernatural. Our God is supernatural. You are birthed as His sons and daughters. Therefore, you don't live natural lives only. You live a natural life, full of blessing, but then you live a spiritual, supernatural part which will often amaze people around you. So how did you do that? And you just say, well, I trust in God and His grace is over my life. And that's what He does. He takes the natural and adds His super to it and you get supernatural. So it says, their faith fastened on their promise and pulled them into reality. It was faith that shut the mouths of lions, put out the power of raging fire and caused many to escape certain death by the sword. In their weakness, their faith empowered, imparted power to make them strong. So when we're weak, you trust God, say, God, I keep trusting you. It will give you strength beyond your natural capacity. Then it goes on, faith sparked courage within them and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm into battle array. Oh, I love that. Pulling armies from another realm into battle array. Quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength. Wow, well, when you trust God, He will take even the things that we think we're weak in or unequipped for, He will end up adding His power and all of a sudden strength comes in your soul. Oh God, as we focus on Him, those things that have destroyed your life end up becoming strong. It's like a broken bone. Marilyn's wrist is healing up well. When you've got a broken bone after it's healed, that place where the break was actually is stronger than the, the rest of the bone. Because it fuses it and adds extra to cover the break and it actually becomes stronger in time. And so things that have been broken in our lives, if you keep trusting God, it can become a place of strength. The story of God's restoration becomes a testimony that breaks through and empowers others to find breakthrough and release over our lives. Don't let the enemy lie to you saying, oh, you're too weak. Hey, it says when they trusted God, their faith, it turned their weakness into strength. And who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. <coughs> Excuse me. So God is calling us to live in his victory and his overflow. So faith will bring strength. Nextly, Jesus' presence will bring strength. How awesome when you just know you're in the presence of Jesus. Whether it's you're down the beach just walking and praying, you just feel his awesome grace. Or you're... Uh, in church, and all of a sudden you feel his amazing presence here. God's always here, but we become aware of his presence. Now, worship and praise and prayer and the word and true fellowship makes you aware of the presence of God who's always around us. He fills the heavens and the earth. So it doesn't like say God just shows up. He's always here, but now we move into a space where we become aware of his presence. And that is so, so powerful. And God sometimes wants to get our attention Sometimes through pressure and difficulty, he'll get your attention. 
Sometimes through other people's stories and testimonies, it'll get your attention. If God can do it for them, he can do it for me. And sometimes he'll do amazing things. When Moses saw the burning bush, remember he'd been in the desert 40 years. That's a long time where he felt he'd failed God. God had called him to be a deliverer. He tried to do it in his own hands, killed a guy who was uh, attacking one of his own people. Then he spent 40 years on the run. That's a long time to live with regret. Saying, God, and he'd, he'd given up all hope that God's promise would ever come. When he'd given up all hope, he obviously still trusted God, but he thought, that, that's past. The burning bush, he sees the bush. Now, in that part of the world, bushes burnt often. They burst into spontaneous uh, explosions because it was so dry and the sap in them, and sometimes they just burst into flame. And he knew that happened. He'd lived there 40 years. But he was walking past and then he realized this bush is not burning up. It should only burn for a few minutes and then it will disappear, but it kept burning. And it says, he turned aside. And when he turned aside to look why the bush wasn't burning up, that's when God spoke to him. And Benning, last week we were at the uh, Jesus Culture. And he sowed a seed that's burned in my heart. And I'm going to preach a whole message on it in time. But it's like... The encounter was not the burning bush. The encounter was when he responded to the burning bush and that's when God spoke to him. And so often we get excited when God shows up in meetings and people say, oh, God was there. I said, yeah, what did he tell you? I don't know, it was just awesome. We've learned to acknowledge, the. we think the encounter is the sign or the attention seeker, but then we don't stop at long enough and to say, God, what are you up to? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Be awesome if God come and knocked on our heart, and he does. If anyone hears his voice, then opens the door and invites him in, the knocking's not the encounter, that's the invitation for the encounter. Opens the door, it says Jesus will come in and then dine with him. In other words, have a meal and pour out his food and blessing and dwell there. In church life, we are so easy to get excited about a sense of his presence and the door knocking, we forget to then move to the next place, which is the invitation to come in and dine. That's another story we're going to develop. God, help us to respond to your presence. Ephesians 3.16, And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favour until supernatural strength floods your innermost being. Well, we've got a supporter here, hey? Go for it. She's excited. She's really excited about church. More excited than some of us adults, eh? <laughs> she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, she's really excited. <laughs> she's having an encounter with God's presence. Ephesians 3, 16, I pray that he would unveil within you the, anoint, the unlimited riches of his glory and favour until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. When you get to know Jesus more and more, his unlimited strength and power will flood your being. Oh God, oh God, oh Lord, let it be. It doesn't mean you're going to pray and fast for three weeks to get it. It's just a heart response wherever you are in life saying, God, I respond. That's why when we come to worship, I don't wait three songs to get warmed up. From the first note that happens, my hands are up, I'm clapping and cheering because I know right now is my encounter time. I've learnt to put the other stuff aside by grace when I'm driving here, Lord, that's been a great week or it's been a difficult day or I'm not feeling well. When I walk through these doors, I say it's encounter time right now. 
and my hands go up and that's my radar going up and saying, Holy Spirit, what are you up to today? That's what I've been saying for years and immediately the river starts to flow and I start to know what God's up to in the meeting. It's a choice that all of us can do. All of us can do every day of our life. We don't have to wait for the atmosphere to be awesome, but it's a choice. But you've got to choose to worship and praise Him with all your strength, otherwise you won't enter in because all the other stuff will still cloud your vision. That's why we're passionate in praise and worship. That's why Marilyn and I have learned, and Emma and all the others, we are passionate in praise and worship. Matt and Rachel, we have learned not just because they're singers and worshippers, we are here to encounter the presence of God. But you've got to press through your own fears, the, the stuff that's distracting us, and say, God, we are here to encounter, because as soon as that happens, strength flows in me, and the Holy Spirit starts to speak. It's a choice. You can just live in that realm. And I've trained myself to live in the realm of the Spirit, not in the natural. And it's just a choice. It says we train ourselves to learn to walk in the spiritual realm, not just the natural. You don't become weird. I do all the natural stuff and love life and food and friends and all that stuff. But I've learned in the Spirit, you've got to learn to live in that realm. And the more I do it, the more miracles happen. The more supernatural happens. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says, But the Lord is faithful... And he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We spend so much time worrying about what the devil's up to. Hey, let's get focused on what Jesus is up to and the devil won't want to hang around you. Because the fire of God will be on you and he doesn't want to get his fingers burnt. What did, what did uh, Saul, when Paul, when the serpent, when he just flicked it off in the fire, wasn't worried about the serpent. We would have spent two hours saying, wow, that rotten serpent, what's he up to? He flicked it off and just kept on going. Then the healing power of God changed the whole nation of Malta because he didn't give focus to it he just threw it off and walked in freedom and said what are you up to Jesus I think God wants to teach us how to live in an authority of his strength and power over our lives it's where your focus is Colossians 1:11 being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience wow patience oh god Patience. Give it to me quick, Lord. I need it in a hurry. That's how we live. Patience comes when you are at peace with God and you've got His strength and power because no matter what opposition comes, you know you're going to get to the destination. You're not stressed or worried. Patience comes because those little things are not going to distract you from getting to the goal. You've got confidence in God's Word and His ways. But if you're living in the sense realm all the time, you'll be frustrated with every little niggling thing. And God wants to help us to get there. It goes on in Colossians 2.7. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength and encouraged in every way for you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. Philippians 4.13, and I find the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Wow, that's a great verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Passion says, and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. There's power of God that comes inside of you that pushes the other stuff out of the way, pushes it out of your mind, pushes it out. So it doesn't control you. But it's a choice and it's a learning process to walk with his strength. To live in the power of it. And let me tell you, there's, your life will be different. 
The atmosphere around your life will shift and change. There will come a new place of peace and rest and hope for your life. 2 Corinthians 1.21, it says, Now it is God himself who has anointed us, and he is constantly strengthening both you and us in union with Christ. Wow, he's constantly strengthening us. Oh, Lord, help us to understand the power of these incredible verses. So hanging out in Jesus' presence, the power will strengthen you. The next one is hope. When you get hope in your life, you can go through anything. They say you can live up to, uh, you know, uh, three days without water, up to 40 days without food, eight minutes without air, and 10 seconds without hope. When you lose hope, you just, you just got no perspective. People live hopeless lives, and then that's when they get just overwhelmed. God's calling us to step up. Psalm uh, 33:20 says, The Lord alone is our radiant hope. And we trust to him with all our hearts. His wraparound presence will strengthen us. Look at that. His wraparound presence will strengthen us. Oh, God, I just love your presence. And there are times where you've got to push through to get into that place of living in his wraparound presence. Be aware of his presence. Romans 15, 13. I use this verse often because it's one of my favorites, along with about 200 others. But this one... Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in Him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with His superabundance until you radiate with hope. That, that's in the Passion Version. I think some of us need to put that on our screensaver and just get that into our souls until we live with that hope in our soul. If you're one that quickly goes to negativity or depression or fear or anxiety and worry, and all of us do at times, but some of us have learnt that way of response to life, we need to get that in there until that becomes our present reality. Oh God, the God of hope, fill us and overflow us. I mentioned last week, there's a, two special verses for the women here today. Women of strength, Proverbs 12, 4 says, The integrity and strength of a virtuous wife transforms her husband into an honoured king. But the wife who disgraces her husband weakens the strength of his identity. Wow, that's a very powerful verse. So women, if you are married, you've got great power to inspire and honour and strengthen or out of negativity and fear and competition, you can quickly undermine his strength. Proverbs 31.25 says, She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. And that sounds good, eh? Don't let fear about the future. If you look at the nightly news, mate, it's a terrible world we live in. It's full of fear and anxiety and strife. But they don't tell you all the good stories. There's so many amazing stories. Next Sunday, come and hear the good stories of transformed lives. You know, we need to share our good stories. So women, be women of strength. I'll tell you something else that gives you uh, fresh strength. When you get good news, you know, good, the phone rings or you get an email or a text or whatever, someone tells you good news, all of a sudden your spirit lifts. You get to work and the boss says, I'm going to give you $100 a week extra. That's good news. You work like crazy for the next few weeks. Ah, he's recognized what I've been doing. I'm not forgotten. Good news. When you, you hear about someone you've been praying for, all of a sudden they say, hey, the doctors are amazed, but we don't need that operation and the, it's all gone. And I'm healed. That's good news. 
Good news when someone's been struggling with fear or anxiety or depression and you find them, they've gone out and started working again. Good news. Good news. It says in Proverbs 15.30, Eyes that focus on what is beautiful brings joy to the heart and hearing a good report refreshes and strengthens the inner being. So let's tell as much good news as we can. Don't dwell on the bad news. It's there. It'll always be there. As Jesus said, you'll always have some poor people with you. But let's focus on the good news. A couple more to wrap it up today. We get strengthened. We strengthen one another by encouragement. Romans 14, 19 says, So then make it your priority to live a life of peace with harmony in your relationships, eagerly seeking to strengthen and encourage one another. Powerful. We can all do that. I've said it before. No one's ever died from too much encouragement. It's a ministry we can all do. Find this week, every day, who can I encourage? How can I encourage them? Find out their love language and let's do it. Acts 18.23, after spending some time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and travelled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. 1 Thessalonians 3.2, we sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you in the faith. Part of my role on Sundays is to encourage your faith, to teach and equip, but encourage you to keep on believing, to keep on stretching, to keep on trusting, to keep on praying. A couple more to wrap it up. The Word of God brings encouragement, strength. I don't know about you, but you get a promise from God's Word. And, oh, mate, it's like fuel in your soul. 2 Timothy 3.14, Yet you must continue to advance in strength with the truth wrapped around your heart, being assured by God that He's the one who is truly taught you all these things remember what you were taught from your childhood from the holy scrolls which can impart to you wisdom to experience everlasting life through the faith of jesus christ the anointed one every scripture has been written by the holy spirit the breath of god it will empower you by its instruction correction giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness The Word of God will give you strength. Memorize the Scriptures. Read it. Meditate on it. Preach it. Teach it. Study it. Because it will strengthen your soul. Psalm 119.28 says, My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your Word. As the worship team comes, we're strengthened by grace. Hebrews 4.16 So now we come freely and boldly to where faith, love is enthroned, to receive mercy's kiss and discover this grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. Sometimes say, God, I just reach out for your grace. I don't know if I can do a whole session of prayer and seeking you right now, but just pour out your grace. There are times and seasons where God's grace will just come and overwhelm you. You'll wake up next day thinking, hey, we can make this. Grace has just poured it over you while you slept. How awesome is our God? Sleep's one of the most amazing mysteries. You're tired as, you sleep and you wake up refreshed. How does that work? It's just incredible. And how awesome when you're sleeping in God's presence, His grace is just restoring and you wake up refreshed. 1 Timothy 2, 1 says, Timothy, my dear son, live your life empowered by God's free-flowing grace, which is your true strength, found in the anointing of Jesus and your union with Him. And the last one is Revelation Proverbs 24, 5. Wisdom can make anyone into a mighty warrior and revelation knowledge increases strength. They say knowledge is power. 
And sadly, some people use it for wrong reasons. I know more than you, so you do what I tell you. Let's not use knowledge to puff up and beat people up. Let us have knowledge to give us wisdom and understanding to help people. No matter how educated or uneducated you are, don't let knowledge be a barrier or a tool to put people down. Let it be a means to understand and help and instruct and correct. Psalm 29:11. the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.